everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Potty New Loons. It's actually a special Just the Jays edition. Just the Jays. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Just the Jays edition. I'm Justin. And I'm James. Pot on your loons. Oh, oh man. man. You're going to have Sorry. to learn to speak Justin. Uh, Sam, you're going to have to edit this one. <laughs> or not. Who knows? Yeah. So Speaking it's of just, Sam. Yeah, it's just the two of us because there was another J added to the uh, Minnesota United fan club. Yeah. Sam and Sarah having a kid, Joey James. Great middle name. Great middle name. I think I, I I don't know. I won't speak for Sam. I don't think it's for you, James, but you are a good James in his life. It might be Sarah's brother. She's a, no, she doesn't have a brother named James. What I think it was, I was it grandparent. Is that what it is? It might've been grandparent. Okay. I don't know. I'd you like know to claim all credit while he's not here though. Uh, so then he can <laughs> tell me later what it I, is. I want, I want Sarah to listen to this because I, in my head, James is a, 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 an important name in her family, but it's known she's related to it. It's a, it's a kid that lived with them for like two years. Like one of her brother's friends just lived in their house for two years named James. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but welcome, welcome to the, the club, Joey. Excited to, to meet you and enjoy watching some soccer with you maybe someday. Uh, I also wanted to speak. I, I listened back. I, I listened back, James, to our last episode, and there's a time where Sam is like talking about being excited about being a dad, and you like he like basically alludes to the fact that you and I just aren't very, very interested. <laughs> That's and not I just true. Want, That's not. I just true. wanted to say that both of us like kids. <laughs> yeah, both of us <laughs> want kids. Um. So we're we're very happy for we're ha- very happy for our, our podcast mate pod podcast mate oh my gosh Sam and his new little one so yeah we're just we're just both starting with pets you know we're we're yeah. start, we're gonna start oh, slow man. I'm gonna get a pet and then we're gonna then we move on hey you know what the best alarm clock is an animal that's yelling at you to be yeah. fed at like six a.m. so I've had cats <laughs> I know what it's like I've been there. Speaking All right. Of uh, things things that are getting us yelled at, though. Oh um, man! Should we be worried, Justin, at our Premier League teams? <laughs> uh oh man. So I didn't expect I didn't expect the Leeds to beat Man U. Like that was a pipe dream to get points in that game at Old Trafford. First game back with you know full stadium. Uh, a two-two draw at home against Everton in in, in the first game back at Ellen Road Road was tough. But I am not ready to throw in the towel just yet. It's a long season, 36 more matches to go. So I'm a little nervous. It's like the panic level is like maybe like maybe panic level is like one out of five right now. You're you're like DEFCON. Wait, which is the which is the bad DEFCON? DEFCON I don't know. five is the bad one, right? I think it goes Yeah. Whatever like, it is. I mean I'm not super worried yet. I mean, I saw an interesting stat that it was Everton's seventieth two all draw in the Premier League. Wow. And they're like 15 more than everyone else. But I mean, I'm feeling like I already need to hit the panic button. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote in here, like, obviously the first game, Oof. rough. Is it is it home or away against Chelsea today? Um, I think it is home. Okay. How do you feel about this game? Well, the fact that... We haven't beaten them in any of the last 10 Premier League meetings. 
since 2008 doesn't oh, leave man. me very confident. Um, and then you know what? After Chelsea, we've got Man City next week. <laughs> so that's just oh. losing 2-0 to Brentford at Brentford and then like having to play Chelsea and Man City is just... <sighs> and we got to go to like... Uh, yeah, it's just... You got to go where? What's your, what's the next game after that? So Man City, we got to go to Man City. So that's going to be terrible. Oh and then we play Norwich at home. Speaking of Norwich, I have a buddy. Like that's, I feel, I'm feeling for him right now. Like they had Liverpool and then they just got thumped by Man City out the gate. So like my friend, you know, he got to experience Norwich coming up for one season a couple years ago and getting relegated. And then they start off like this. I, I'm well, feeling for him. Imagine this is your opening four games. Liverpool, you lose 3-0. Man City, you lose 5-0. Oh, no. Then you got then you got Leicester, and then you got Arsenal. And Leicester's not like that. Leicester's not bad. No. And Arsenal, like that's that's Arsenal should win that game. You know, yeah, you look you at that game at the schedule. You should. <laughs> I mean, you know, Brentford are in second uh, in fourth place, by the way. Brentford are top let's, four. <laughs> James, let's 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 relax though on Brentford. <laughs> they'll get they'll get solved like everybody else, except for Leeds. And then they'll they'll fall to the bottom. Yeah, they'll be fine. But also talking about worried about teams, we just got all our teams, man. <laughs> should we should we be worried about our NFL teams? Is the I mean, and, and 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 to be honest, this might be a little bit of a pessimistic loons podcast as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, our NFL teams played last night in a preseason game: Colts twelve, Vikings ten. Uh, Colts scored all their points on field goals, which. Hey, you know what? Field goals with games. Least, yeah, and, and and you've got guys that can kick the the, the ball. Now, I so they they had they brought in another kicker. They don't like Rodrigo with the with the Rex specs. I love that dude. Yeah, you know who we brought in? The the Chicago guy, right? Eddie. Oh, Eddie Pinheiro, or oh, man. however you pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> is that was Eddie? Is Eddie double doink guy? Yes. I think so. Yeah, he's the one that that he was a super high pick for the Bears and was terrible. Another a can't miss. Like, I, has have any of the can't miss kickers actually like made it in football? I don't know. Maybe, maybe we don't need to become a, a field goal kicker podcast. I guess, but no. yeah, our, our our sports teams in general are not looking great right now. Uh, hopefully, at least for you know for for the preseason games. We before the before this we were talking about how terrible our quarterbacks were, woof. Uh, but fortunately, yeah. fortunately, hopefully those guys won't be starting. But uh, as Carson Wentz, do they know if he's going to be ready week one? Or are you going to have to trot out one of these one of these bums? I think, <laughs> uh, man, the uh, it's it's not good. Like the problem is, is that like also because he doesn't. Like, I don't think he is vaccinated either. Oh, no, no. He declined to comment. Which, which you know what that means. Yeah, it's just terrible. And he's wearing a mask, like, under the nose as well. So, like, he's not even... Oh, my God. He's questionable to return at the start of the season, though. Oof. So, Oof. it's... Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so, want to talk? Want to talk about our other our other football club, man? Do, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course we do. <laughs> All right, so we got for. some new. We got some news to start. We'll start it in the training room. 
uh, a place that a lot of our players have been frequenting. Another injury has has been added to the, the injuries sheet. Jan Gregus picked up a calf injury. Just, and so, just as we're starting him as well. <laughs> just as we're like, all so, right, Jan, we'll we'll give you some starts. And then he's like, oh, so, calf injury. Yeah, so he missed the, the Sporting Kansas City game. He played in San Jose. That I'm guessing that's where it happened or if it was in training. Who knows? Boxall, though, on a bright note, Boxall returned to play in the Sporting Kansas City game. Almost scored uh, the winner. Almost. Yeah, almost. Almost. So which was promising to see him get back. Uh, Adrian Heath also had some positive things to say about uh, a lot of our, our attack, attacking players up front uh, that are hurt. He anticipates that Fragapane, Lode, and Hansen will all be back after the international break. So we're, we shouldn't have them for one more game, the upcoming game against Houston. But we'll take a couple weeks off and hopefully have those three guys back, which as we're going to talk about, I th- I think we really, really need them back, James. Like, yeah, really I, uh, bad. I agree. Thankfully, international break is exactly when I'm on holiday for two weeks. So I'm only going to miss <laughs> one game, uh, which is perfect. But, yeah, I think, you know, we like you said, we're going to talk about it. But, man, do we need people up front. Or it's not even that. Like, we just need goals. We just need to, those people up front to put it in the back of the net. And Lod seems to be able to do that, but no one else seems to be able to do that, which is nope. which is more the problem. Yeah, so uh, other news. Uh, Trap was selected for the MLS Team of the Week on the bench for his performance again against San Jose. Good for him. Uh, we've got some U.S. national team news. So we we talked about this in the last podcast. Uh, it was our in our breaking news section. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's official. There will be a game at Allianz Field for the U.S. Women's National Team. So they're going to be playing a friendly versus uh, the Korea Republic, which, okay, I thought it was South Korea, but I guess that's what they call their soccer team. Yeah, uh, it's, and- uh, it's. I think, I'm pretty sure it's the Republic of South Korea is actually the, okay. the official. Yeah, the press release said Korea Republic, so, okay, whatever. So this will be at Tuesday, October 26th at 7 p.m. Central Time at Allianz Field. And we have confirmation that this will be the final game of the Carly Lloyd Farewell Tour, which is kind of what this is, I guess, in, in essence. So yeah, uh, I'm, I think I'm going to try to make it. I think a Tuesday 7 o'clock game isn't terrible. So I'm going to maybe see if I can get some tickets, assuming you know they don't fly off the, fly off the shelf. I think that would be a great game to go to. I think uh, the send-off, the atmosphere, hopefully, you know, for, for your sake, it's a win. They'll probably score like five goals, James. Yeah, in like That's- the first 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> and be fine. They'll tee it up for Carly. Someone yeah, will yeah. like, will like, they'll be, it'll be like those those videos you see on social media where they're trying to get the one kid the, to score the point, right? Like they put the, the manager in and they're like, everybody's like, shoot it. Like they're going to do that for Carly Lloyd. No problem. Yeah. And, and I mean, and I don't feel like she'll have any problem hitting the back of the net either. So <laughs> there you That's go. good. Um, so we talked in the other news with national teams, the U.S. men's national team. So we talked about uh, the the international break coming up. This is for some World Cup qualifiers that are going to be happening. So uh, there's two matches coming up for the men's national team. We have September 2nd at El Salvador, September 5th versus Canada. The bad news for for the Yanks is that they might be without some stars or without some, maybe not stars in, in every case, but some contributing players. 
Yossi Zardes has a hamstring injury, which we all know are terrible for soccer players. So it says he'll be out for two to four weeks, but who knows? So we'll see if he's back. And the other one, the big one, Christian Pulisic, uh, which is good, I guess, for James. It's great for me. <laughs> but uh, tested positive for COVID. So who knows with, with the disease, how it works, how long he'll be out. And, you know, like, I guess we'll see what kind of player he is on the way back. So hoping for the best for you, Christian. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I, I hope he has a quick recovery. Obviously, uh, he's not going to be playing against us, which is kind of funny because it's like Christian Pulisic and playing against us is just not a good combo. Like, he got injured in the FA Cup final against us. Uh, he's oh, yeah, yeah. now against us. Yeah, we're like the we're like the boogie team. <laughs> oh, rough. So, yeah, I hope, he, uh, I hope he gets better soon. But, I mean, yeah, he, he was vaccinated. Well, surely he was vaccinated, right? Who Hopefully. knows? Who knows? Whatever it is, like hopefully, hopefully the recovery is short, like you said. Yeah. Okay. So that's the news. Let's talk about some draws, James. Yep. Let's talk about some draws. So we started with San Jose. Lineup was Miller in goal, uh, Taylor, Debussy, Coleman, and Metinair in defense. Metinair being on the right, DJ Taylor being on the left. Gregush and Trap in the midfield, Finlay, Reynoso, and Dodson. Uh, in uh, in a, our attacking midfield with Anu at striker. The last time we met these guys at Allianz was a two-all draw on July the 3rd. We had two subs. 64th minute, McMaster came on for Gregush, and the 78th minute, Juan Agadello came on for Adrian Anu. So for, for the lineup, I guess I was worried, I guess, a little bit when I saw Taylor's name in the lineup, but I feel like this is just them giving Chase Gasper the night off, right? Like, I don't know if, yeah. if there was any official record, but, like, I'm sure that's nothing to worry well, about because he came back he played the next game anyway. Yeah, and, I mean, you know, against San Jose, which is a quote-unquote easier opponent than Sporting Kansas City. So, you'd want, like, you kind of want to give Chase Gasper a rest before, you know, an important game like uh, SKC. So, the good news is we won the stats. That's always the good part. <laughs> I right. feel like we win the we win the stats every week, James. <laughs> I know. I mean, we were talking about this just before. When we look at Leeds and Arsenal, they're both usually teams that win the stats as well. So maybe we've got a we've got a, uh, a thing going with our teams. Uh, we had sixty five percent possession uh, over the game. We had fifteen shots at goal with three on target. San Jose had four shots with one on target. We had an expected goal of one point three, and they had an expected goals of zero point two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you want to go through the game recap? Oh, man. Okay, so yes. So expected goal, 0. 0.2. Uh, this goal, woof. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel bad for Debassi, right? He's just trying to he's just trying to, to get the ball out of there. And sometimes this is what happens. A guy puts a cross into the box, and your defender finds a way to make, like, a spectacular goal for the other team. Uh. <laughs> and, and, and this is one thing. And this is one thing they said was that some of the most important things that a winger can do is just drive across into the box low and hard, and just hope something happens. Like a defender gets in the way, or there's like a, a, a miss hit, or like there was there was an SKC, uh, there was a San Jose guy who was open on the back post as well. So you know something had to be dealt with it. But yeah, sometimes you just blast a ball in there and, and hope for the best. And well, yeah. It happened. Yeah, so so that happened in the 12th minute, you know, kind of a bummer to start the game. Uh, and then 
Uh, Nathan Cardoso, with just a brutal challenge on Debassi, led to a red card in the 21st minute. I think it was a it was a yellow that they reviewed, yeah, and then came back and showed red. Yeah, so it was in. Uh, it took them also uh, quite a while, by the way, because they it was about the 17th minute that he went studs up. And they were saying that the only thing that might save him was Debussy's leg was already in the air when the studs went in. But yeah, they took uh, about three minutes. They went to the uh, they went to the review like booth, the TV, uh, and they came back and uh, yeah, gave him a uh, straight uh, gave him a straight red. Yeah, and then which I mean, so ten man. We have ten. They have ten. We have eleven. <laughs> right. We got the one man advantage, whatever it's called. Uh, and, and we immediately score though, James. We come back, 22nd minute, Adrian Hanu with a beautiful pass to, to trap, leading to the goal that made it 1-1, where it stayed the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, beautiful beautiful pass from Ray to Hanu as well in the setup. Uh, mm-hmm. it, was a really, it was a really nice setup. And yeah, I mean, we looked good. And then uh, all the highlights are just us banging away at the goal and not really having anything, uh, yeah. which I think is fairly usual Minnesota viewing at the moment. Right. We, uh, you, you, we looked good, but yeah, we look, we look good. I think what the thing that I'm taking away from these games, even though it's a, it's a bummer that it's two draws and we'll talk about this maybe more in, in some of the factors with this, but I think Reynoso is, he's coming back to form. I think that, I think he is where we want him to be. Uh, he his passing isn't spectacular because he's always trying to he's always trying to to find the little window right. I think that that might be one of the reasons why he isn't like an eighty percent pass success guy. He's usually in like the high sixties, mid seventies. A lot of passes, and he's trying. He's just trying to make things happen. He looked really good in this game. He looked really good in the the Sporting Kansas City game as well. Okay, so observations I wrote on here. There's a guy that came on for San Jose. I don't know why he's not starting yet, but Cade Cowell. Holy cow, folks. If you... Holy cow. <laughs> holy cow. Uh, he's got a power mullet, like a beautiful power mullet, and, but he's 17 years old, six feet tall. If you Google this kid, he is a man child. He he looks really good. Looks really good out there. Four, 19 games. Four goals. So if he was on our team, shoot, we'd be we'd be loving every minute of it. Uh, he he scored against us the first time we played them, and then in this game, like for me personally, watching the game when he came on, it was like the end of our our ability to attack. Like they just they just would kick the ball to him down the field. He'd hold it up on their end, you know. Sometimes against two players of ours. So just, just, you know, I mean, he wasn't, it wasn't like he was always looking to score. It was just right. Like to keep some possession, uh, but almost, almost drew a penalty in the box. Uh, just looked really good. Just looked yeah. really good. I mean, he also played for San Jose last year as well, by the way. So like he was playing in the MLS at 16. Yeah. He had his first goal at 16. Yeah. Which is nuts. And, and I had, there's a video of, I sent James's video of him looking like Christian Bale, Christian Bale. Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale. <laughs> it's early. I'm it's man. early. I'm, I'm, I'm Kate Cowell. Yeah. <laughs> why, why do you want to foul me? <laughs> he was doing his best, uh, best Gareth Bale impression of uh, basically sprinting around a defender and then absolutely planting one in the back of the net from 
almost the edge of the box, which just, yeah. Whew. I'm excited to see uh, what he can do. I'm also excited to see what he could do on a better team. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, I, could, I could see him being moved to Europe soon. I mean, no offense to San Jose, because obviously we drew with them. So, like, we're not exactly covered in glory here. But uh, they are they are not that amazing. I'm trying to find what they are. Oh, they're seventh now. Okay, there you go. So <laughs> they're in, Hey, they're a playoff team now, right? Yeah, true. So uh, we're only two points ahead, but we got a game in hand. So um, <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, so he looks good. Uh, like like James said, like we're excited to see what he does. Um, you know, the f- the future continues to be bright for the U.S. men's national team. So, and it's good to see another American, young American, doing some good stuff. So that was that was the first game. I, w- I actually had in the notes. I was like, why does this feel like a loss? But then I feel like we, both games kind of have that have that flavor. So we'll chat, we'll chat about that later. Also, <laughs> did you see uh, San Jose actually beat LA Galaxy yesterday? Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Good for them. 2-1. Another own goal that allowed San Jose to win. Awesome. San Jose just getting own goals, man. That's <laughs> Maybe we should try that. There you go. We've been shooting we've been shooting at net too much. We need to find defenders legs. <laughs> that's that's the next level. That's the that's that's the next goal. But yeah, we uh we then went and played uh, Sporting Kansas City. The last meeting was a uh, was that mm, wah, chef's kiss three 0 win in the conference semifinals, oh, where we trashed on a sporting KC that were <laughs> really good. If we if we throw our minds back, Dane St. Clair in goal, two goals for Kevin Molino, including that wonderful bicycle kick, three assists for Reynoso, and those like frosted. Maybe we need the oh, frosted man. tips back. That's I, I was thinking that when I was watching the YouTube video. So like. Find the highlights, folks, if you're pining for better times like I am. The frosted tips were great. Uh, also, like just to even talk about Dane St. Clair more, that was the game, James, where where Sporting Kansas City came out the gates hot and they had he had like three big saves right away, including the one where it was point Blake. Like, how the heck did he save that? Like this this one where he's in the goal. And just finds a way to get a hand on a ball. They had to review it and everything, and, and but it was found to be a save. And then we just turn around and just blow the doors off them. So great game, better times. Also, I think like something I noticed about Reynoso in that game, everyone like not unlike now where he is just getting mugged the entire game. <laughs> uh, Sp- Sporting Kansas City just let him run around with the ball like that. They, like he just they, they like back then, and that might be the difference, right? Is, people, is back. people didn't know who he was. <laughs> that was also that was also the game where I think like if I remember correctly, their defense was like left, left, because they all they knew about him was he was left footed. So anytime he got the ball, like they were just like, remember, like that was the one thing they were thinking about is like he's gonna kick it with his left foot. Not that he's just amazing. <laughs> yeah. When when you have little to go on, you just you keep smashing the thing, the one thing that you know. <laughs> So, yeah, so this was not a, this was not a three zero win. No, uh, the lineup: Miller in goal, Gasper, Debassy, Boxall. Finally back was good to see. Metnier on the right, uh, Ozzy Alonso putting on the captain's armband, and Will Trap. And then midfield was Finlay, Munoso, and Dodson, and striker was Adrian Enu. Subs: seventieth minute, Agudelo came on for Trap. 78th minute, Patrick Wey uh, came on for uh, Ethan Finlay. 
and the 93rd minute for what for one whole minute of play justin mcmaster came on uh, for renoso and again look at that stat line 61 percent possession we had 23 shots 23 shots man seven on target that's that's nice yeah the, the seven on target's good uh sporting kansas city had 11 shots with five on target and our expected goals, we had 2.7, and Sporting Kansas City had uh, 1.0. And the funny thing about this is that Adrian Hanu had an expected goal, like one by himself. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, uh, the one <laughs> the one where, where Melia, like, has a great save, but, like, doesn't secure it. Oh. It goes, th- <laughs> and then Hanu's right there in, like, just closest possible range kicks it directly into Melia's chest. Maybe that was the that was the one goal right there. He absolutely belted that ball as well by the way. <laughs> like you heard it and he absolutely crunched it. But the strength the the funny thing is and I think why we should play one Agadello more is that the guy played 21 minutes and had a 0.6 expected goals like by himself. Yeah, he's trying. He's trying yeah. to help. Uh, he, also, uh, look, looking at the stat line, man. Oh boy! If you knew that this, if you didn't know that this was a zero-zero draw, that is just a heartbreaking stat line. You're like, this is a win, right? Like, you look at these numbers. We won this game, but we didn't. But we didn't. <laughs> oh man! You know what would be an interesting stat? I want to find out, and you know, we'll talk about it in the game recap. But I want to know how many offsides we've had this year. Oof. This game, this game was particularly heavy on it. I think that might be one of our boy Hanu's uh, biggest weaknesses right now is that he is not timing it correctly. But yeah, we'll we'll talk about that more later. This was a really really chippy game. Uh, I don't know if your broadcast. I don't know. Like I know sometimes James, you don't get you don't get voices or they're in a different language. But uh, they kept talking about this being the nicest rivalry in the MLS. And I don't know, maybe I've heard this before, but like they just kept talking about that over and over again. And it was also like more ironically than anything, because this was a chippy game, James. Uh, 28 total fouls, seven cards shown, six were yellow, one was red on a Remy Walker uh, brutal challenge of Reynoso in the 22nd minute. They talked about it a little bit. They, They were he was shown red. So uh, to review it and to turn it into a yellow, it would have to be clear and obvious. There were some conversations from my announcers uh, that, like, whether or not they maybe thought it, it should have been a yellow. Who knows? Uh, yeah, but it was I mean, red. there was definitely uh, a discussion where they talked about, like, how it wasn't a goal-scoring opportunity because he was, like, way too far away from goal. Um, it would have been it would have been a crazy breakaway though. Like yeah. it would have been Reynoso by himself had he gotten past that challenge. Basically one on one at the or one like one on one with a defender at that point and then the goalkeeper. So like I think that plays a part, but also just it, ju- it was just ugly. The foul. Yeah, and I mean, you know, that was the twenty second minute. So again we played you know what, sixty eight oh. minutes <laughs> a man advantage. But I mean, you have to give it to Tim Melia. Like, whew, that guy played extremely well. Yeah, we're, we're starting to look into these advanced stats more. And uh, <laughs> PSXG, James, I don't know how familiar you are with PSXG. 
Uh, but no, that's, that's like, why I stopped. That's, that's <laughs> like that's that's like the the keeper expected goals thing, right? Like maybe it's like that's how many goals there should have been, but then he defended so well that they didn't happen. His was three point one, so just amazing. I think I I, I want to say that that Tyler Miller, who also had a pretty solid game, they were kind of kicking it straight at him. A lot of soft stuff. Nothing nothing too nuts for him to defend. His his PS XG was not nearly as high. It was like uh, it was zero point three. Zero point three, yeah. So yeah, it's basically it, uh, is expected goals based on how likely the goalkeeper is to save it. Okay, so wow, so amazing game for him. Yeah, great. So, More goalkeepers two, having yeah. <laughs> amazing games against us. Now Tim Millie is good. Like he's really good, and you know, good for him after. After what we did to him in the playoffs last year, to, for to come for him to come back and basically be the reason that his team won, and I mean, Renoso also Drew, Drew. Renoso also hit the post. Can't forget about that. Start yes. the second half. Oh boy, he was trying to. He was really trying to score a goal for us, and he almost made it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, another six offsides in this game. Oof. There was one in the San Jose game, so I might have to uh, go do some uh, offside digging and try to work out <laughs> why it is we just seemingly are unable to to control the offside trap or, or beat beat their offside trap. I think is more, uh, yeah, it's just it's tough, man. Like we're just we're constantly, and maybe that's a part of the game that we need to work out, and maybe that's a part of the game that teams are exploiting on us. Maybe that's where we're weak, and actually teams uh, teams are kind of pinpointing that to target. And San Jose is not as good as Sporting Kansas City at doing that. So, you know, maybe that's one of the maybe that's one of the things that we need to go back and uh, and, and kind of look at and and try to work out. You know, how can we do that better? Because clearly we're just getting bullied. Like every time we try to uh, try to do these things by getting called offside so much. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, hopefully we can clean it up. You know, that's. Obviously, like that's a that's a part of the game that you can control, right? You can control where you're at. Obviously, like they can find ways, right, to step in real quick and draw you off. But you know, and Hanu was Hanu was the main offender a lot of these times. And you know, like we just we have a high expectation for him with that DP, to, like that DP designation. You know, and I, I like you know I don't know like I'm not going to give him excuses too many excuses, but like you got to find a way to stay on, dude, because. Like we're we're it, like they have opportunities, right? Like they are passing to them for a reason, and and they're not. A couple of them were pretty obvious, but some of them were pretty close too, right? So it's it's finding a way to turn that from a an offsides to a breakaway, you know? Yeah, and if I look at uh, if I do some uh, quick searching of our stats, we have in the last six games we have sixteen offsides. Stretching back to the uh, the start of the kind of run that we're on with the draw at LAFC, that's a lot. Yeah, and uh, you know our opposition routinely have either one or zero. So, <laughs> you know, the only time that we've been beaten in offsides is when we played uh, Houston Dynamo, and they had three offsides. Yeah, I mean we <laughs> we've really got to work out some way to to fix this, but. Um, so I got a question for you. How did you think we fared against the number two in the Western Conference? Uh, I think 
<laughs> I think a lot of that should be kind of talked about with the, the one man advantage, you know, like, but I think we looked okay. Uh, they were, they were obviously on their back foot. Is Alan Polito? Alan Polito is their striker, number nine. Uh, we definitely benefited from him being hobbled. Uh, he was definitely dealing with some injury, but that dude is dangerous. Uh, also, their 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 all star. Oh man, I can I cannot pronounce this name. It's a like a lot of S's and O's and U's and L's and I's. I'm not the name pronouncer. Saloy. Yeah, Daniel Saloy. That's not how you pronounce it. They they Sal- said it some other way, but. He, he, okay. So like he has like 12 goals and six assists. They, so they're, they're rest. They were resting him. He's going to be in the all-star game. They brought him on at the end and he kind of gave them a little bit of life. Uh, but like, you know, for them to uh, be down a man, you know, like, I think, I think we didn't see obviously their best attack attack. They definitely gave us everything they could defensively. I think we did. I we did. We had twenty-seven shots against them, right, James? And like, like I think I think for being up a man, we looked pretty good. We just could not get a dang goal. Yeah, I think it's a uh, Shaloy, by the way, because it's Hungarian. That's what, yep. Oh, it's yeah. Hungarian. Sorry, that's who they're. T- yeah, he he looked great. Yeah, it's uh, it's that. I mean, we managed to restrict both him and uh, Polito to one shot between them, so. I think I think we did all right there, but uh, yeah, it's we just oh, should we go into discussion before we just <laughs> unendingly talk about how we can't score goals? Because I think everyone we're like a broken record now. I think everyone yeah. knows we can't score goals for sure. I wanna I wanna I wanna give you a stat. So I did some digging on offsides for you, James. Oh, uh, we we are not we are we are about middle of the road when it comes to actually we're we're bottom probably bottom third for offsides. We have 30 offsides on the year. So we had tw- tw- <laughs> yeah. So 20% of Jesus. our offsides. We had 20% of our offsides in this last game. <laughs> yeah. Great. Wait, what was uh, the stat that I came up with? How many did you say we had for the year? 30? According to football reference, we have 30. Well, what did I say? We had 16 in the last six games. So so basically like and I, Robin, Lutt, Robin Lutt hasn't been out all those games, right? Like, he's only been out for three. But, like, we just had a rough run, man. Rough run. Yeah, so basically the first, like, 14 games, we had 14 offsides. We're averaging about an offside a game, and then we've suddenly just turned it up yeah. to... Maybe we'll have to listen to a, a Toronto FC podcast to see how angry they are, because they have 48. <laughs> uh, in, the next, in the next team, Houston, our good friends Houston has 40, which... When I watch them play, a lot of lot of offsides. So, Portland Timbers only have nineteen. That is the they are the the lowest offsides team. And San Jose twenty fifth is is third lowest. So, uh, we're not we're, we don't have a ton, uh, but yeah, we just have had a lot lately. <laughs> yeah, it fe- it feels like we have a lot. You know, like that's the, <laughs> that's the main problem. All right, so discussion questions. Our boy uh, Adrian Heath. I, I wrote a bunch of questions before, but then Heath kind of, kind of put us on a tee for a lot of these in his post game post game comments. Uh, James, because you have a better accent than I do, and you're better at reading stuff. <laughs> can you tell us what the first bullet point? <laughs> yeah, so Heath uh, Heath's first point uh, in post game was like basically talking about Emmanuel Reynoso. Basically saying, look, it's every week. It's let's have a gang up. You do it first. I'll do it second. You do it third. 
And people can complain, but the stats are there every week. Talk about protection of big-time players in the league. And he wasn't specifically talking about the sending off. So this is after the SKC game um, where Ray got absolutely like slaughtered basically for that red card. And he's like, look, I'm not talking about that sending off specifically. It's more just in general if you look at the game and kind of all the games. They're just, you know, they're targeting him every week. And I think it goes back to that point we mentioned earlier about no one knew what he was like in the playoffs last year. And then he was this just God, assist God, and now everyone knows that if you can stop Renoso, well, you're probably going to stop. Yeah, you're going to stop our... our, Yeah, yeah, you're going to stop our strike force. So he had another three fouls that he drew this week, which makes him 59 on the season, which is the fourth most in the MLS. Like, the man spends a lot of time on the ground and not even like the Neymar style of rolling around, just actually just getting hacked to pieces. Yeah, I've, I've watched it. And I mean, obviously, like occasionally, right? He's going to embellish a little bit just to sell it, but they are mugging him. Like this is not this is not a dude just trying to look for contact or look for little bits to to fall down. Like he is legit getting mugged on a week in week out basis, and it comes back to the playoffs, right? Like, how do you stop this guy from being this just dynamic orchestrator of this offense? Is that you hit him over and over again, and and you make the you make Minnesota United do something else. If yeah, if the, if the refs aren't if the refs aren't going to, you know, like just keep giving free kicks and whatever, like, like, and and, and cards galore, we got to do something else, I guess. Yeah, it's a bummer, and, and it's working because we we can't really like you know look at our results yeah. in our last six games. We have one win, one loss, and four draws. Yeah, like the it's you know if, when if and when we make the playoffs, we need to have someone else to do something like, I think that that's, you know, looking forward, the rest of the season is staying in the playoff hunt and finding someone else to score goals. We talk <laughs> about it every week. Anybody else, anybody to score goals. <laughs> uh, just so that they can stop having to put so much attention on Ray. Yeah. It's, it's insane. And you definitely right. Like you watch highlights of last year and not even just the playoffs games, but People gave him space and people just, he could kind of do whatever. And now it's just, as soon as the man gets the ball, he's just getting hunted and just tackled. And it's just, yeah. And and the problem is it's, it's not even that, you know, on one side, they're shutting down our ability to do anything, but on the other, it's a long season. You know, how many, how many times is he going to be able to take hits before someone injures him or, you know, someone takes out his knee or his ankle or something. And oh, then, no doubt. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. But, um, I, I mean, they got to do something. Otherwise, Heath is just going to come in week, out, week, week in and week out and just <laughs> complain about it until someone does something. Which I totally get. Because as a manager, your best player is just getting hacked to bits every time he goes onto the field. And, <laughs> what, one red card and a few yellows? Like, that tackle was... Genuinely horrendous, though. Did you see how far Ray flew? <laughs> yeah. He got tackled and just... Oh, my God. But, yeah, and I think it's something that, you know, we're going to talk about week in, week out until something happens about it. And we can... Yeah, and maybe maybe it does make us better. You know, it's like in NFL, when, you, when your best wide receiver gets double or triple teamed, some of your other guys become better for it. Because... Yeah. 
that, that's how that's how you win in pro sports, right? Like you take away the other team's best, like you 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 identify what the other team does well and you take it away. Like that's Bill Belichick. Like you you hear him talk about, you know, like what has gotten him to to where he is. It's it's not it's not like looking at like, oh, like how many points can we score? It's like let's find identify the other team's strength and take it away. Right? Yeah. You do that, good stuff will and happen. I- and unless you're uh, unless you're like Megatron, who can just like take on defenders when he's triple teamed anyway, <laughs> you know, it's a very very rare player who can still be as effective and as you know incredibly good when they're targeted. That's a very that's a very rare type of player. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you need other you need other weapons. So I know Adrian, you're trying to figure it out. Uh, a lot of those people are. Um, I mean, we haven't we haven't seen Fragapane since like it's what did he play three games, James? Like, uh, like yeah. he he looked good. So you know, like hopefully, hopefully, right now, all these these last couple podcasts that have been kind of nervous, right? Like hopefully that he's, can he's get all played, corrected and people are back. He's played six games in total, and he started all of them. Yeah, so. but how many goals? Was it three or two? Two and three assists. So, I mean, that'll be great to have him back. We haven't seen him in a minute. So hopefully he'll come back. Robin Ludd, who is is our best, you know, like, you know, probably I'd say right now, James, like if we think about the best players on this team, it's it's Emmanuel Reynoso and then it's Robin Ludd, right? Like, and th- those two go well, so well together. We need that. We need that link up back. Yeah. And no one has more goals and assists per 90 minutes than Franco, by the way. Wow. I mean, it helps he's only played six games, right. but he's done a lot in those six games. But he's got he's, he's got that element of surprise that we talked about, right? Like Reynoso, Reynoso in the playoffs had the element of the surprise, the unknown quantity. I think Franco still can work with that. And also just like we said, though, too, right? Like if the teams already know they got to worry about Emmanuel Reynoso. So, and in some of those games that Fragapane was great in, we didn't have Reynoso. You know, like we we haven't had, you know, I, I maybe it's one or two games where we've had like our ideal front four. You know, so yeah. Hopefully, hopefully at some point soon we can get back to that. Yeah, I hope so. And maybe we just need to keep bringing in Argentinians so that no one has any film on them, and then we can. I mean, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I mean, no, we already had to get rid of Ramon Abila, which is just. Oh. <laughs> He's he scored he scored the other day, by the way. Yeah, it was it was such a good goal, and it's so tragic. But every James, time I watch James, that goal back, I'm just ugh, it hurts. James, you got you gotta you gotta listen to the commentary that goes along with it though, because oh, the commentary it was yeah. They're like, oh, he he decided to show up. Like there was like there was like legit like conversation what? with them being like he's bored out there. Like he like so like. Uh, you ha- you are valid because we can see what the results can be when this dude wants to wants to do something. Uh, but yeah, he's he's uh, he's definitely he's definitely kind of on holiday right now. This is he's on vacation playing some soccer, and yeah, you're trying to I mean, you're trying to be a playoff team. That's not what you need. And and of course, like the the other problem with that commentary was that they were New England commentators and they were winning three one and it was like the ninety fourth minute, so <laughs> they were they were already thinking about the post party celebration. 
But look, we had some more Heath comments. Heath also said, I look at the week. Galaxy, San Jose, and this game against Kansas City, SKC. We should be sitting on maybe seven points, if you look at, look at it logically. Opportunities we've had, chances compared to the opposition, possession we've had, crosses, corners. Every stat you want to think of, we've been miles ahead of everyone in all of these games. So to only get two points is very disappointing. And it's not like we haven't had opportunities again to win the game. And like I say every week, goals change games. <laughs> and and this is something that, that I want to talk about is that in the last two games alone, we have played 141 minutes versus 10 men. And the only time we scored was like two minutes after we went up against San Jose, up one man against San Jose. So we've essentially played 139 minutes in the last two games against 10 men without scoring, which in total is 160 minutes since we last scored a goal. And, you know, our quality and our forward and our front line is too good to go 160 minutes without scoring. And every minute that we don't score against, uh, who are we playing next? Houston. Every minute that we don't score against Houston is adding into that tally. Well, I guess the good news is that we can play well against Houston. They are very bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, hopefully this next game could be a get-right game. But, man, is it is it like, – like, I guess, I guess, like, the good thing is, James, is that I've, I've watched these games and they've been entertaining. Uh, like, I yeah. – just, just, just to tell people, I, I chatted with James about this. I was busy yesterday or yesterday when the game was going on. So I DVR'd it and I tried really hard to like do the, <laughs> the, the blinders and like not get any, any notifications, but my phone was getting blown up. So like, I was like, okay, I got to double check to make sure that there's like no emergency in my, my family years. People aren't trying to get a hold of me. And unfortunately the, like the, the thing that I see that's blowing me up is James chatting me in the WhatsApp. <laughs> and the, the most recent comment is a four letter word with, with seven extra K's at the end of it. Uh, and I'm like, Oh no. So like, and like, I'm in like the 15th minute when I see this and like the game has been over by this point. So I'm like, there, there's some stuff at the end of this game. That's going to make me sad. Uh, and but like, I still like, I felt like I was like, as I'm watching the game, I'm like, Oh, like, like I'm trying to formulate James, like what you're referring to, but eventually I was able to like get out of my head. But like, I was like, this is a good game. Like, you know, like we're doing well, like we looked, like, like, what's going to go wrong. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying, it's like, we looked like a team that was going to score goals. Uh, and uh, uh, you know, the expected goals, the expected goals tells us that was true, but the zero, zero draw line didn't tell us that was true. Um, like I, we're playing good soccer, like good explosive soccer. There are opportunities. We are, we are hidden. We are getting to the net. It's, it's not like the beginning of the year, right? We were just like, it was all shots, no on goal, right? Like we yeah. look back at those, we look back at those. It's like, we had 20 shots, but like one on goal, or I think we had some games where we had nothing on goal, you know? So like, obviously Heath wants us to take shots. Heath sees that we need to score goals. Like scoring goals is what's going to win us games. Uh, Cause we can defend, right? It's just finding a way to be one ahead or two ahead of the other team. Uh, it just isn't going in the net at all. 
Uh, and hopefully the floodgates will open soon. <laughs> you know, and and we'll, I mean, you know, so we'll I think see. something, something we need to work on, by the way, is our corner kicks. Because yeah, they're not great this year. Do you know, this is uh, putting you on the spot, do you know how many corner kicks we've had in the last four games? I know we had we had nine in this last game. In the last four games, we have had 36 corners. Oof. And we've scored three goals. <laughs> yeah, we're, I mean, we're, we're, we're getting opportunities, right? Like, we have free kicks. We have... We have corners like we are we are making these teams sweat. I think if we talk to the fan bases that we're playing against, like they're on edge. They are waiting for the goals too. they just aren't happening. You know, they're getting yeah. they're, they're getting to do the Oh, my gosh, when their guy makes the save. Right. Well, yeah. well, well, we say four letter words in the, in the, the group <laughs> chat. <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah, it's oh, my God. We have had, by the way, 58 corners. Uh, no, we've had more than that. We've had... Uh, let me do some quick maths. We've had um, 109 corners this year. How many games have we played? Uh, we have played 20. That's a lot of corners. Yeah, we're averaging five corners a game, and yet we've only scored 22 goals. And I, and, and I would be hesitant to remember the last time we scored off a corner. It was, it, was, it was Reynoso versus uh, Houston, I think. Okay. Re, or Reynoso had an assist to somebody in the box. Because like, Reynoso is our corner guy, right? Like, he, he takes them all. And, you know, a lot of that, like, he's got a lot of nice ones. Sometimes you're like, what the heck? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when you take – I mean, the man has taken – like almost a hundred of those corners himself. So yeah, hopefully yeah. that's something they're practicing because those are, we're, we're leaving goals. We're leaving goals on the pitch. You know, if 100%. they're going to get, if, if they're going to give us those opportunities, because then teams are going to be more likely to just be okay with, you know, like clearing it out of the box, right? Like just being like, all right, we'll just, we'll just let you not hit a corner. You know, like you can, you can not utilize your own scoring opportunities. Yeah, and I mean, we've given up se only 70 corners in comparison. So we literally have 40 more corners, and yet we've somehow not managed to convert many of them at all. I mean, we're, we're a great defensive team, and I think that that's something that we can be excited about moving forward is like that is something that's going to help us going into the playoffs. Like we had a couple moments there at the beginning of the year where we were like, Holy crap! We're giving up all these goals, um, <laughs> you know. But I think I think that we're. I mean, we're we're in a better place than we. I mean, were. we gave up we gave up ten goals in the first four games, and in the remaining sixteen games, we've only let in thirteen goals. So we've done way better after we went over that like weird hump at the start, um, where we lost four in a row, and we. We were all doom and gloom, remember, about how we were just – we were terrible after we <laughs> lost to Austin and we lost to Colorado and we, we just thought we were, we were going to be horrible. But, you know, and I looked down my results and it's like 
four, we had four losses, but that was two wins, two draws, two wins, a draw, a loss, two wins, two draws, a win, a loss, and two draws. So we're not losing games. We've lost two games since we lost the first four, which is great. We just, where there's just way too many draws. Mm-hmm. Um, we have seven wins and seven draws. Yeah, our, so. our we talked about our, our expected goal differential. It just keeps getting keeps going up, and our actual goal differential keeps being bleh, right? Like now we're we're minus one with a plus seven point six expected goal differential. So uh, hopefully, hopefully analytics can help us see that 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 greater days are ahead of us. <laughs> we need to do uh, what is it, Moneyball? It's all about the stats. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean. Put it this way: the only team that has scored less goals than us is Austin. Everyone else, including Houston, has scored more goals than us. So, oh. our expected goals are up there, and it's going to happen, but we're just not quite there yet. And one of those people is Adrian Anu, who Heath also had some comments on. Said, "Look, I think he's struggling from a lack of confidence at this moment in time, as strikers do when things aren't going well for you." But you can't hide. You have to keep putting yourself in there, putting yourself in the right spot, hope that something drops for you and you get an opportunity. We've all been there. We've all been there. And unfortunately, he's going through one of those spells at this moment in time. A spell which, unfortunately for Adrian Hanu, is 10 games without a goal. Oof. Um, yeah. But like I said, you know, the man had, what, five shots, uh, three of which were on target. And an expected goal of one, like by himself, against SKC. And there were a couple of opportunities that, oh, looked real good. There was more than just the one from point blank. There was a, there was also another one where he got in and had a chance, but Milia came out. And if he hadn't come out, probably would have scored. So, great goalkeeping. But yeah, when he when he gets when he when he gets one in. I think they'll all fall into place and it'll be like a nice dominoes and it'll start getting more goals. But I think it's just the hump of trying to get, you know, the first one in a while. And it's not like he hasn't scored any goals because he's on two, I think. Yeah, he's on two. But yeah, he just needs to... I think once he gets one or two in, it'll be a lot better. And I just... I really hope that one of these times that we tape this, James, we can say, all right, it happened, you know? All right, Uh, he got a hat trick. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, like San Jose had that great assist we talked about earlier. You know, like this game, he had opportunities. The Mel- the Melia close range right into his chest. Uh, you know, like he, the dude wants it. You know, he he obviously. I mean, like who, like yeah. who wouldn't, right? Who wouldn't want to score goals? Um, you know, he's uh, Taylor Twelman brought up in the broadcast. He he mentioned that there is there is kind of this hump that these DP strikers kind of see when they come into this league like they all have this shared feeling of of they want to produce right because they are the spotlight players in this league you know like we have finite resources for star players and the dp slots are those things and he he's coming with a pedigree like the guy scored games in Liga Un. like he is not he is not a bad player like not a bad player um he just can't see like find the net so let's hope that one of these days we can look back kind of like our boy robin wood and be like oh man remember when he struggled the beginning of the 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 way you know and the the good news is 
the internal, like the internal optimist in me can say that we don't have to panic about this until it's happening in the playoffs. Truly. Right. Like, like yeah. obviously we need to get to the playoffs, but if we, <laughs> we score some goals, <laughs> you know, like if, if, you know, like if this happens in the playoffs, right. This, that's not good. You know, uh, maybe, maybe PKs would save us. Maybe we need like a, like, <laughs> maybe we just need games to go to PKs, right. All these, all these draws that we're, we're, we're having, uh, what did we say? It's it's five off off air. We said like five of our last seven or four of our last six games. Four of have our last draws. six have been draws. So we've actually got seven points out of an available eighteen. Oh my gosh! And if we had had even half of those points, uh, so if we'd had like half of the eleven, so like five or six, we would be basically the same place as LA Galaxy with a game in hand. So we would potentially be fourth. Or even maybe third, depending on how it went. And one of the things is that uh, Robin Ludd has six goals and has 5.9 expected goals, whereas Adrian Hanu has two goals, but he has 5.5 expected goals. He's like far and away the second best striker on our team, including expected goals. Um, He just, yeah. He just hasn't been able to uh, to put them in. And the only player who's better than the two of them, if you include assists, is Reynoso, because Reynoso has like six expected assists. So he's just crushing that tally. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where it's there. He's got the He's got the ability. He can play. He's got the stats behind him. They just need to go in. For sure. That's, that's the only thing. And I think the good thing is, is that, even though he's gone 10 games without a goal, Adrian Heath is more than willing to stick with him. I mean, he has to, right? Like he yeah. can't. <laughs> I don't, don't think we have anyone else. No, just no disrespect, disrespect to Juan Agudelo, but I don't want them putting him in the starting 11 over Adrian Hanu. Like he's great. Like you talked about, like he's trying his best, you know, but like we know who should be playing the majority of the game. And it's the, the DP from France who can score on a big stage like that's the guy we need. Uh, something else that we are definitely benefiting from, uh, you know, like with, with this recent run of form, like obviously like we're not losing games. We're just drawing everything. Fortunately for us, everyone in the Western conference that's below <laughs> yeah. us is playing like trash. Uh, the only good teams right now are the ones that are ahead of us, which is unfortunate. Like that are all just kind of, you know, like the cream is rising to the top. Uh, you know, like Seattle, Seattle is just out of their mind right now. Cameron, I know he's not listening, but Cameron's team is unreal. Uh, and Cameron, by the way, was super frustrated yesterday on Twitter about how trash his team was playing because they went down one nil in the 77th minute against Columbus and then scored in the 88th and the 89th to win. Real nice. Uh, yeah. So... You know, like, yeah, Seattle's playing great. Colorado's playing great. Sporting KC's playing great. Uh, fortunately for us, though, everyone below us is playing like trash. So we're still in fifth place, even though we just keep collecting a point. Yeah, and the, the thing that's kind of funny is Houston drew with Dallas. Colorado beat Real Salt Lake. Vancouver beat LAFC. And Austin beat Portland. So <laughs> the, fact that we, the fact that we drew. And San Jose beat LA Galaxy. Oof. So... Like kind of everyone around us is getting is either winning a game and then losing a game or like Sporting Kansas City and Portland drew 
Like there's a lot of draws where we're also drawing. So it's actually kind of going okay. Right. And LAFC, LAFC, which is the team that we like, like that we know is great. They have lost their last four games. So they are just tail spinning, which like, but, but on the other side of that, this is the time though we need to get points so we can separate ourselves, right? Like it is fortunate that we are not dropping positions, but we are not gaining, we are not gaining points on these teams below us, right? We are still, we are still only in the playoffs by two points, right? Like if we, if we had, uh, I guess, yeah, three less points, right? We would be out of the playoff mix right now. If we had four less points. Four less points? Oh, five. No, no, actually, no, no. I think we're okay. Like Portland are four points below us, but they have a minus 12 goal difference. So we, <laughs> we've got like, we've got a very, very small buffer, but like, like one, like one six point swing. And, you know, coming up is the LA, the LA Derby. So they're playing each other. Houston Dynamo play us. Sporting Kansas City play Colorado. So they're two teams ahead of us. Yep. Austin play Dallas. Seattle plays Portland. So that can help us if Portland lose there as well. And Vancouver plays Real Salt Lake. And Vancouver have been doing quite well recently. They beat LAFC and they also uh, beat Austin as well. So, you know, Vancouver's still quite a few points below us, but it could be, yeah, it could be all right depending on how these go. But we just got to win games, man. Mm. It's the truth. Yeah, uh, LAFC, to, to talk about them a little bit more, I think we discussed in the most recent podcast, one before that, like they are in worse shape expected goals than us. Like they, that just continues as well. So they, <laughs> I feel for their fan base, but <laughs> it's good for us. Yeah, and it's actually funny. In like the entire division, there are only four teams that have a goal difference, an actual goal difference that is above zero which is Seattle, Sporting Kansas City, Colorado, and then Real Salt Lake, who are in sixth. Everyone yeah. else just, we let, like, we let in, we don't let in that many goals, but everyone else just lets in a lot of goals, and no one can score, apparently. There's not a lot of teams scoring a lot of goals. Well, so. as, it, as it stands, we would play, would we play LA Galaxy in round one? That could be a win, at, like away, right? Like, we just haven't we just haven't played very well away from Allianz. Uh, but MLS teams away from home are always a bit. Yeah. But I mean, you know, if you look at the other side, I think that we're kind of glad we're in the West because the East is basically New England is already fifteen points <laughs> ahead of Orlando City, um, and look like they're going to absolutely smash it. To be honest, uh, and everyone else is kind of. It's very similar, to be honest. We're very, you know, all of our all of our conferences are really similar. There's one team that seems to be like already in the forty points and kind of going well, and everyone else is just meandering along, kind of playing very average football. Like we'd be seventh in the East, and we're fifth in the West. I think did we did we do a we did like a, a prediction show at the beginning of the season about who we thought would be top four in the West? Is that what we did? Did we do that? Yeah, we we didn't do the East. But in the West, though, like right now, though, it's Seattle, SKC, Colorado Rapids, and, and LA Galaxy. 
you you know we we jump man or we jump LA Galaxy and we'd be top four. Like I think one of us had that four. It wasn't me, but <laughs> yeah, it was probably Sam because Sam's <laughs> sitting on Colorado. Like no, no, guys, Colorado's going to be good this year. Trust me, believe. And they believe. they're doing well. They're doing well. Um, they're doing well. Uh, so I guess is is that all we got for today, James? Do you think we've thoroughly talked ourselves off the ledge? Slash, <laughs> yeah, or we're, we're, we're like at the ledge, just being indifferent. I guess, like, yeah. I mean, our EPL teams are meh. Our NFL teams are meh. Uh, Minnesota United—they just need to score more goals. We're we're like our, our soccer team is just drawing, right? Like that's just that. Like yeah. right now, like I feel like a draw about my fandom about Minnesota United. Like I'm not happy. I'm not sad. It's just kind of a draw. It, we're not losing, yeah. right? That's the most important we're, thing to remember. We're just not winning. <laughs> we're just not winning, but we're not losing either. So it's like, wow. And this is the crazy part to, to finish up on is that the Dynamo are only nine points behind us and they've only won three games this season because they have 10 draws. <laughs> so the, if, if there's a team that wants a draw... Please, oh yeah, man, please no. <laughs> please no. We are got- literally closer to them than we are to Sounders. <laughs> We're 14 points behind the Sounders. Uh, yeah. But I don't I don't think I don't think the Sounders are that much like I mean they're better than us, right? But like Houston's terrible. Uh so hopefully we can get right against them. Yeah. But before that, uh we have Wednesday, August the 25th. The MLS All Stars versus uh, Liga Mekis. It's Mekis, right? That's what I heard on a. That's what Sam says over and over again. I just say MX. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. Who knows? I heard it on uh, like some official uh, MLS promo thing. So Le- Liga Mekis uh, All Stars, eight thirty PM Central Time. Uh, watch our boy Renoso. <laughs> I will be watching highlights if he does something good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Saturday, August 28th at Houston Dynamo, 7.30 p.m. Central. Obviously, last meeting, August 7th, earlier this month, had a 2-0 win. Only piece of team news we already know is uh, Bakai Debasi is suspended due to an acclamation of yellow cards. So we'll be missing uh, Debasi out the back. And then after that, it's uh, it's a bit of a wait, uh, to be honest. It's in the 11th of September. Yep. We go to Seattle and play some Sounders. Yeah, so the the international break that we talked about before coming up. So uh, let's hope hope we can go into that break with a win against Houston Dynamo. Uh, Who knows? James is going to be on vacation, so this might be a one-man show. Maybe I'll... Maybe I'll bring maybe I'll bring in a friend. It depends on how our tired our tired dad friend Sam is doing. Uh, (laughs) Also, can we can we talk about that? It's not really an international break because there's games the twenty eighth, twenty ninth. It's basically there's games the 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 Friday, the Saturday, the Sunday, and then there's games on the the third and the fourth. Oh, so there games. There game. There are going to be games that overlap with the ma- national team. Yeah, we just so don't. We just get like we a week and a half a off. Yeah, we, we just get a, we oh. just get a week and a half off. But no one else I, really gets a week and a half off. I just assumed that, like I said, I said international break because I assumed like oh, like we have a week and a, ha- a, ga- a half without games, right? Like that's going to be across the board. But 
So the men's team play on the second, and MLS is third and fourth, and then the men's team play on the fifth. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. So we we have an international we, break. <laughs> we have an international break with none of our we players do. leaving. <laughs> yeah, essentially, because I think I think though, honestly, uh, there is actually uh, except for Dan Saint Clair, but Dan Saint Clair might be gone. I guess. Yeah, there, not, there is actually. There is an international break that week, uh, but the MLS just doesn't have it. That's all. <laughs> so, like, there are international games for everyone else as well. Like, there's World Cup qualifiers for Europe uh, as well uh, that same week that the U.S. men's national team are playing. Um, just, yeah, we, we just get a week and a half off. I, got, I guess. I'm sure we'll have more to talk about, or I'll have more to talk about with myself, uh, with <laughs> someone else. Uh, but thanks for thanks for tuning in. Hopefully it wasn't too depressing. Uh Another episode of Just the Jays. Signing off again. Jays. Pot on your loons. Pot on your loons. Peace. Peace.